Are you ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Janice Porter here with my special guest, Sherry Kaufelt, here with us from well, who knows where this week, because it's like, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? That's what I like to think about. So Sherry is one of these amazing um, service-based on entrepreneurs um, who partner, or sorry, she's also partners with service-based entrepreneurs to attract high quality leads that can turn into high paying clients, all while living the life of freedom and flexibility that they crave, just like she does. And that's why I say we don't know where she is this week, because Sherry is living her bucket list now. She has sold her home, most of her possessions to travel the world, taking her coaching and consulting business with her. And she's never looked back. And I love that. So tell me, first of all, where are you this week? Well, this week I'm actually at my mom's. Uh, she her birthday's Valentine's Day, Aww. so I was I was able to be here for that, and uh, and then I'm leaving the sixth of March for Paris, and oh. I'm speaking at a women's empowerment conference there, and then I am going to Amsterdam from there, and I'll be in Europe for about eight weeks. I get I think it is oh, fantastic. And do you already have it all mapped out, like where you're going to stay when you go the way that you travel? Do you stay in Airbnbs? Do you stay with people you know? What do you do? Mostly Airbnbs. And I like to stay a month in each place I go because when I go, I want to live like a local. I mean, I still am running my business full time. And so I usually get an apartment or sometimes a small house Mm -hmm. and I set up my space in the house where I'm going to work from. I set up my schedule for whatever time zone I'm on. Europe's a little tough to be honest, because I can't start my day until you know, most of the time, three in the the afternoon, sometimes two o'clock if I get an East Coast person. Um, And, uh, and I really, I set up my work that time versus my playtime. And I'll be honest with you, I am more productive when I am traveling than I am anywhere else. Because I want that playtime. Yeah. So you want to be able to go and try, go and uh, see the sites and meet the locals and and do the things. Exactly. Well, I would think that would be interesting in places like, um, I don't know about Paris so much because I haven't been there. But when I was in Spain, I noticed like everybody there eats so late at night. So their days are completely different schedule. And I think Paris is probably like that also. A little bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So do you speak French? I do not. I took one semester of French in college. Does that count? (laughs) (laughs) So I know that you practice what you preach and that you teach your step-by-step freedom finder formula to your clients so that um, they can build their business around their lifestyle and create the income that it will take to support it. And I think that one of the things that actually in the little bit that I have known you, and I must um, tell my audience actually that Sherry and I met on LinkedIn. This is one of those, another great um, example for me of meeting people that I enjoy and that I can do business with and that I can collaborate with. 
by connecting on LinkedIn. And that's how we met. So we haven't met in person yet, but um, I feel like I know her already. So one of the things that I did that I have noticed, experienced, and um, observed with um, you is that you are so much about systems and so much that I need help with. And because you've got it all organized. Now, I think it probably helps that you're techie because I know I'm not, but what's your background that way? Is like, were you a tech person? Like, have you just taught yourself everything and made it work? Definitely not a tech person. Um, I would say I'm a curious person. Hmm. And I think that that's what has led to some of my interest and love of the tech side of my business. Okay. Um, I see technology as a tool. It's there to support us and to save us time or save us money and hopefully both. And so everything I look at, that's what I'm asking. Is this going to save me time? Is this going to save me money? Or sometimes provide a, a better, a better uh, experience for my clients. Well, I mean, I totally agree with you. And I also agree because I'm curious. And so I like to know sort of how things work. But some of these things are, they just frustrate me. I I, yeah. I think it's because I'm a more of a visual learner and I need mm-hmm. someone to actually show me than me sure. trying to give instructions and, mm-hmm. and follow along that way. And so for me, it doesn't save me time right away. It costs me time. Yeah. And, and yeah. so what myself kind of frustrates me. Well, and that's an example of when you really get to consider whether it's makes more, whether you save more time and more money by outsourcing and, you know, do it yourself. Technology is not a requirement. There are things in my business I don't do. And there are things in my business. There's a lot of things in my business actually that I did at one time, but now I don't, I've outsourced them. So when, when I work with my clients, I do encourage them to understand what the tools that they use are doing for them. Oh, that makes sense. Have an idea of how long it takes to do things. And the part of the reason for that is that it just makes me so angry when I talk to new entrepreneurs and they tell me stories of the hundreds and even thousands of dollars that techie people have charged them to set things up when I know it took them an hour of their time. That and is- they're charging $3,000 to set it up. And it, and and if you've not done it, if you've not been in the program, if you've not kind of seen how it works, you don't have any idea, you know? And yes, it may take you five, six times more time uh, to do it yourself. At least if you've done it yourself once or twice, yeah. you have an idea of what, what you're buying if you are going to outsource it. You know, that is a huge nugget right there because I, I know there's... It's, what, what do they used to say? I'm going to show my age. There's 8,000 stories in the naked city. And this is, <laughs> but there are so many people that have said that I spent thousands of dollars on this course and that course, and it never really helped. And that, you know, I know, cause I did that yeah. too. And, yeah. and uh, um, yeah, well, we won't go there now, but um, that's a huge, huge nugget. And, uh, and, and, and we're all such victims of shiny object syndrome these yeah. days anyway. Yeah. Uh, don't let's don't add to it with shiny object syndrome for technology Uh, because there's also such a thing as too many tools Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so so what would you say so first of all let's just back up for a second who's your ideal client who do you who do you work with the best absolutely so I love supporting women service-based entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. who know that they have a huge gift to share Mm -hmm. but they want to do it in a way that allows them the freedom and flexibility to what I call live your bucket list now and take your business with you. 
That's what you just talked about what I'm doing. Uh, I had my, I call it my knock upside the head moment several years ago, where I realized that I had unconsciously built a business that wasn't allowing me to live the lifestyle I wanted to live. I built a very successful business, but you were trapped built on live speaking Uh and live networking. And if I went off to Europe, like I'm going to do even for this short trip of a couple of months, I lost leads. I lost momentum. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was a tough one for me because one of the things I teach in my business is all about vision and starting with vision. And here I was unconsciously got me to a place that I couldn't live my bucket list. So within six months, I had completely changed my marketing strategy, sold my home, put my stuff in storage. And I was off to four months in Australia. And as, as, as you said earlier, I've never looked back. And while the pandemic certainly slowed me down a little bit, I'm back to traveling again now and, and loving it. Okay. So, um, and, and I'm guessing there are a lot of women out there in service-based businesses that want just what you have. Well, uh, yes, I I do believe there are. And I also want to mention that my bucket list is traveling full-time. That doesn't mean that your bucket list is traveling full-time. I've worked with people that are a full-time mom. They want to be a full-time mom. So they want their business to be able to run from nine to three and never miss a a moment when their kids are at home. I've worked with a lot of military spouses Mm -hmm. that want to have a business that gives them the lifestyle that they want, but they they want to be portable for practical reasons because their spouse is getting transferred every couple of years. Uh, I work with people that want to retire their spouse and people that want to live in an RV full-time, not me. Um, Yeah, yeah, I've got a few of those people too. Yeah, Yeah, whatever your bucket list is, my belief is that you get to live it now instead of waiting for some time, someday, I should say. Okay. So what would you say the, um, the, the, I don't know if you can tell me this, but what the top three things are that you would want to guide your, your coach, your clients to, to make that happen? Like either, um, high level or just the three things that are needed to do that? Sure. Absolutely. So the first thing I would say is that everything starts with vision. Um, when you have clarity on what you want your life and your lifestyle to look like, everything in your business needs to fit into that versus the other way around. All mm-hmm. of us at some point in time have had our business take over our life. I do believe that's a little bit of the entrepreneurial journey. Yeah. The trick is really staying really staying top of mind to what is it that you really are trying to build here? What's the life that you're trying to build? Mm-hmm. And I use a process I call it the Freedom Finder formula. And I do a numbers exercise to get to the amount of money you need to make. And then I do a vision letter where you write a letter to a friend that you haven't seen for a year. And you tell that friend in great detail, everything that's happened in the last year, when you had the life you exactly want a year from today got it so it's now whatever a year from today is yeah. and i am you know looking over at the the uh, eiffel tower sitting in paris on getting ready to speak at a conference in front of thousands of people or whatever it is yeah. that you're do the old do be have be do have yeah. sorry yeah. um that's what you get to really get clear on. And once you get clear on that, that vision letter and your freedom finder uh, goal become your anchor in the stormy sea of entrepreneurship. So when you think about an entrepreneur, we're constantly going up and down, right? When you're at that trough, when you're at the bottom, that vision or your why, some people will call it your why, but this is a little bit more graphic version of your why. 
um, that's when you need that vision the most. So that would be the first thing. The other, the other thing is, is I'm going to say it in the, in the negative, and then we'll talk about it in the positive. The two biggest enemies of entrepreneurship are inconsistency and overwhelm. So the top three things that I would say you need to succeed, I'll, I'll say it the positive now, would be clarity on your vision, consistency in everything you do, and focus on doing the right few things correctly and fully, yeah. right? So the thing with, with inconsistency, I do believe inconsistency drives a lot of the overwhelm because what happens is, we talked a little bit uh, about shiny object syndrome, there are so many gurus out there, Janice, you know this, that are teaching you that there's one right way to grow your business. Mm -hmm. And if if listeners hear nothing else from this, this talk, what I would want them to, to know is that there is no one way to market your business and don't let anybody tell you there is. Right. Because the way that you market your business needs to fit with who you are, the lifestyle you want to live the amount of time and money you have to invest in, in marketing. And mostly, what do you want to love doing? What do you love doing? And does it let you create that lifestyle? So instead of listening to the guru of the day, again, here's the overwhelm part, choose three strategies. I call it the rule of three. And it's a it's how our brains work. Mm -hmm. Go back to that and stay consistent around no more than three things in virtually anything you do, whether mm -hmm. it's choices for restaurants for dinner tonight or <laughs> marketing strategies. Yeah. Our, brains are, our brains are designed to handle things best in groups of three. Mm -hmm. So if you if you have you know three levels of your offer, mm -hmm. um, yeah, three marketing strategies that you focus on. Mm -hmm. um, three intentions you have when you go into a networking event, your brain is going to be able to process and hold that a whole lot better. So I've, I went on and on. It's my soapbox. I apologize. No, no, no. I allowed <laughs> you to. That, that's good. That's good because I, I always started with the, the power of three when it came to design, you know, when you have mm -hmm. three yep. objects on, on, in a display or, and so exactly. yeah, everything, the, the number three is it's powerful. What's funny though, because something you said, I get a zillion emails every day. And the reason I get a zillion emails in some cases is because, you know, I've, I've talked to somebody and they put me on their list, but I'm yes. curious about how they're writing their emails. So, um, you know, I'll keep them for a while. And then other times it's like, how did I get on this list? And how dare you have put me on it? Number one, but I never take them off because I'm fascinated by something. And then and I, I, I noticed recently when I've started um, coming to my emails and then I delete about a dozen at a, at a moment's notice, right. I'm even feeling guilty sometimes. Oh, but I didn't read that yet. Maybe I should have checked there. It's crazy because I it have is, to, it is. Right? And, and I have definitely gotten a lot better about deleting, but do you want me to share a productivity tip around that? Of course. Okay, cool. So maybe off the subject today, but I'll share it anyway, because you bring it up. Um, what I do, because I'm the same way, I've got, a, I've got a lot of people that I really do believe in yeah. and follow because I like to see what they're doing. Yeah. And yet I don't want those emails cluttering up my inbox. Right. I want to be able to focus my inbox on the things that I really need to put attention against. So what I do is I create folders and you can do that in Gmail. You can do it in Outlook. I don't know about other calendars, but I know it does too. That's the thing, right? What? You can't do it in Mac mail. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that really stinks. 
Yeah, it is. What I do is I create folders for mm-hmm. each of those people that I follow. Yes. And then I direct any email yes. from them into that folder. So I when see. it comes into the folder, doesn't mean I have to read it. Okay. And what I can do is I can, I can, when I have a day, or like a lot of times it's great, like plain reading. Yes. Um, I'll go into a folder and say, you know what? I'm going to look, take a look at so-and-so's emails today mm-hmm. and I'll catch up on their emails. And yes, there may be some people that I do read them, you know, fairly regularly, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that I have tons of emails that all every once in a while I'll go in and just delete all the old ones. Well, and um, I that's think- life or di- di- just huge difference for me. Well, I can see that that what that entails for me, I'm just going to stay there for a minute, is another huge project of getting rid of all those emails here and switching them over to a Gmail account so that they're not sitting in my emails, right? Got and, it. And But if I do that, will I ever go there and read them? So that's the question, you know? Yeah, I don't know. And and um, I, and I'm not familiar with Mac mail, I have to have to admit. I'm so surprised that you can't do folders because you can do folders in Outlook. I know. I know. I used to be on yeah. years and years ago, but um, no, I can. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But anyway, it's like there's too much in my brain all the yeah. time. Well, right? and I also do recommend that um, I have a process each year. We're just talking about all kinds of subjects. Today. I know, but I love it. <laughs> I have a process at the end of each year when I'm beginning, actually, the year when I'm doing my taxes. Yeah. That I do two things. I have a, a Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. That has every expense in my business that is a recurring expense, whether it is monthly or annually. And every year I, I track those, I put them, I check them against last year, basically add anything new that I've added, delete anything that I've canceled. And then I go through that list and say, what am I not using? And every year I will, I'll stop subscriptions on at least three or four things. So that's one thing. And then the second thing related to email is about the same time, beginning of the year, I go through my outlook in my case, and I go through who are the people that, you know, what just aren't, aren't, they're not really, I'm not aligned with them anymore for whatever reason. Um, And I literally delete the entire folder. I just delete it. So I clean some of that trash out Mm -hmm. and I make sure that I'm spending my money on the things that I'm still using. Um, and it just, it's a, it's a way to lighten your load, right? Absolutely. It feels so good when you do that. I just don't do it often enough, but I, get- I you know, yeah, I mean, I do it once a year. That's not very often. No, it <laughs> isn't, but you're consistent and, and yeah. There's so that word again, consistent. I know it's, just, <laughs> it's there, right? I know it's like, um, I love that you said, you know, just going back to your, your, um, uh, freedom formula is that you talk about things in threes and trying to keep people focused on the three most important things. And I could, you know, take that through so many different things, you know, do these three things every day, you know, just, you know, focus on the three types of um, strategies that you want to use. The thing is though, that like, how do you, how do you, um, how do you train people, I guess is the word to do those things because they are like always going down the squirrel rabbit hole or the squirrel hole or whatever. Well, it, de- it depends on if it's a one-on-one client, it's a little easier because I'm close enough to them that, that I kind of know when they come to the call and they're talking about something that we've never talked about before. It's like, okay, time out, <laughs> time out. Why are we talking about doing a challenge when that isn't, have never come up before or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's one way is, is keeping top of mind. Flavor. Sorry. 
flavor of the week. Exactly. Well, and and it's no surprise. I mean, if you're hearing this and saying, oh my God, that's me, it is not your fault. Yeah. There are so many gurus out there that are teaching it. And it just, it drives me insane. Um, it, it, I did a, a workshop recently, in fact, on a specific strategy. And I, even at the beginning of the beginning of the workshop, I had to tell everybody, now I'm not telling you to do this yeah. <laughs> because yes. I'm so afraid that people are going to think that they have to do one specific strategy in order to be successful. And it's just not true. Um, It's funny to mention, you know, is is what the the latest guru is teaching actually up to date, because there's also a lot of stuff out there that's not working anymore, yet they're still teaching it. And that anyway, pet peeve of mine. No, it's true. And um, I had um, I was talking to someone uh, this morning, actually, who helps me with some some of my um uh, outreach and mm-hmm. and she was saying you know well you you know you've got to send you've got to think of a topic and make it value add and send it out every week and right. i'm like no that's not me and number two i get so many emails every day i don't want to be one of those people but i know we have to do something on a consistent there's that word again. yeah you know i would you know it- you're what you're pushing back against am I correct is is sending an email every week yeah is that what you're saying yes okay so stop that <laughs> stop pushing back or no stop 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 feeling like you can't email your audience actually at least once a week I you, you actually try mm-hmm. to do twice a week because the people that are on your list want what you're providing or they wouldn't stay on your list because they have full power of the hit the unsubscribe button, right? Yeah, and then there's another reason why it's important that you're you're continually, consistently, yeah. that, that word again, communicating with your audience. And that is open rates for a good email list are 25% these days. No, it's terrible. Okay. So, yeah. so think about what that means. Yeah. That means that somebody has to see four emails before they open one. Yeah. Okay. So if you only send once a month, it would take four months to catch somebody when they actually open it. You're never going to build your business in a way that has enough relationship. I know you're all about relationship um, to, to have, to have that relationship with someone that they're going to sign up for your workshops or sign up for a a discovery call or a a strategy call Mm -hmm. um, and, and become a client Mm -hmm. and then you can't help them. So yeah. you and I have spoken a little bit about the sales conversation, and that's what we have to remember is when when somebody buys from us, they're not doing us a favor. I mean, they didn't plop down their credit card to do us a favor. No, they were they believe we have built enough relationship and trust with them mm-hmm. that they believe that we can help them solve a problem. Mm-hmm. And so you're doing them a disservice by not letting them have exposure to your brilliance. That's another nugget. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's great. Um, It makes sense. I think it just falls in the category of things I don't like to do. So yeah. And, and, and I'm, I'm not, Hey, I'm not, I totally get it. When I first started this business many, many years ago, I hated sales and I felt the same way. It's like, Oh, I don't want to be the used car salesman or, you know, what if they think that I'm, I'm, you know, trying to sell them something or all, all that kind of stuff. And the, the reframe for me was, this isn't a sales call. 
this is just a conversation about each of us, where we are, what the problem is of the person that you're talking to. And then only if you believe that your service, what you do can help them solve the problem. Do you even make them an offer? And when you go into the call, just being curious Mm -hmm. about that other person and asking questions for understanding and to get to know them and build relationship, then when, when you've decided, yes, this is someone I can support and they deserve, they deserve to know about my offer. Then you ask for permission, you know, and when you ask for permission, 99% of people are going to say yes. And then you just have a conversation about what you do with your clients Mm -hmm. and whether it would be a good fit for them. Mm -hmm. And it totally, it, it just lightens everything. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's totally different when I'm talking one-on-one with people than yeah. me putting my stuff out there. It's, I, yeah. it's funny because, you know, I was a teacher in my first life and uh, I had a class full of kids right in front of me. And so yeah. you can see whether they're engaging or they're not. Sure. And sure. then I was a corporate trainer and it was the same thing, just taller people, but you can yeah. see whether they're engaging or not. Right. And uh, zoom and phone is another story. And I mean, you can, I'm fine on the phone cause I grew up with the phone, but mm-hmm. zoom became something we had to learn and having those black screens in front of us and right. encouraging people to come out from behind them and things like that. But, um, but I, I get it. And it's, um, this is all, all really good information for people who are, um, who are business owners and entrepreneurs. I should ask you this question because yeah. before we wrap up, this is interesting because we use that term entrepreneur very lightly these days. Mm-hmm. And do. I don't actually believe that we're all entrepreneurs. I think that, what do you think? Uh, I haven't, I guess I haven't thought about the distinction that much. I mean, I believe an entrepreneur is anyone who wants to provide a product or service of their own and make it their own. So yeah. it's it's coming from the standpoint of an entrepreneur as someone that is, is wanting to build something from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And usually it's a product or service that is unique to them. Um, you know, they're, they're, you know, now these days there's of course all the, the product-based MLM companies and all that, that's a little different. It's not their product, but they probably had an experience that had them find that product. And now they're wanting to share it with others. Oh, sure. And I, I'm a network marketer, so I, I'm, I'm get that, that model and I love it, but they're not necessarily entrepreneurs in my mind. And tell me why you say that. I think because, I know. I don't, I, I don't even know if I'm really an entrepreneur, except that I do more than one thing at a time, you know, like okay. several things. However, I think the true entrepreneur is that, you know, some of us are just business owners. The true entrepreneurs are the visionaries, are the people like, um, like, um, uh, the Elon Musks, I hate to say, but the Elon Musks of the world and the Steve Jobs of the world and the visionaries that that mm-hmm. you know they see the future of whatever it is or the big picture of what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like um, Cody Bateman, that the owner of Send Out Cards, the company I'm associated with, he's a visionary. He right. he doesn't want to get into the nitty gritty of how it right. all works. He just wants to get that message mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. And, I, mean, I see what you mean. Although yeah. there are visionaries in corporate, there are visionaries in yes. all kinds of industries. Yeah, um, that's true. And and I don't, I do believe hundred percent what you said about their their 
there are business owners and there are missionaries and there are probably entrepreneurs or visionaries. Yeah. Yeah. We wanted to segment it that way because I've worked with a lot of, of, uh, of people, people, I'll just use that word, um, that wanted to start a business because they're passionate about their gift. And that is the core of where I think most entrepreneurs start. Yes. And they don't understand. And I, the distinction that I always make is that the, the day that you decide to become a business owner or an entrepreneur, whatever word we want to use, you're no longer a, a relationship coach, a relationship coach, or a massage therapist, or a virtual assistant. You are now in the business of providing those services. Got it. I and see. That's the transition yes. that so many entrepreneurs or business owners that we're going to have that distinction yeah, thing. Yeah. Um, that's that's the transition that is so hard for many many yes. of them because yeah. let's face it. You know, I love business and I sure as heck didn't sign up to be a bookkeeper or build landing pages. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, I got into this business because I love helping other people create something from scratch and use their gift to build an income that allows them to live the life they want to live. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's very different than saying I teach somebody to build landing pages. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, and and I, I can teach them that. But that's that's a, a means to an end. It's not not the, you know, but that business of running a business, all those things that we get to do as an entrepreneur are unfortunately where that inconsistency and overwhelm we talked about comes in. Yeah. And it's why so many entrepreneurs fail. It's not because they're not brilliant. It's not because they don't have a good product or service. It's because they don't have the skills, experience or support. They haven't gotten coaching or training Mm -hmm. to be able to turn that passion, turn that skill and that expertise into a business that consistently attracts leads Mm -hmm. that they can turn into paying clients. Because without that, without revenue, you don't have a business. You have a fun hobby. Hopefully it's a fun hobby. Right, right, exactly. So, um, mm. To get your business is called uh, Results Partner. Yes. Mm-hmm, right. Yep. The Results Partner or your Results Partner. Just um, I, I call I call myself your Results Partner. The yeah. business is Results Partner, Business Coaching right. Consulting. Yeah. Right. So before I ask this question, I'm going to ask you one other question. Yeah. Um, are you a reader or a listener or a broad a podcaster or do you read audible books? Do you still like to have books in your hand? What are you reading these days? Um, you- mostly I read from my Kindle. Okay. Um, so mostly I'm a reader. Yeah. I read every day and I read just about any genre out there. I'm, okay. I'm non-discriminate. Um, okay. So I love business building books and, okay. and more, um, more nonfiction kinds of books, mostly around business and, and as well as some that are more on the spiritual mindset side. Nice. Um, you know, it's, it's, there's a part of me that loves, loves that side as well of business. Me too. Um, and yeah, and I don't carry books with me anymore because I travel a lot, but yeah, books are exactly. heavy and they take up space. <laughs> so what would you say is your go-to business book that you've read that you love? Oh goodness. Well, there's Think and Grow Rich is probably the most famous one. I love The Power of Focus. I'm not remembering the author right now. Um Eckhart Tolle? No. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. It is. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, um, 
you know, just, just about anything, um, you know, getting to yes, uh, mm -hmm. uh, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's just even like Stephen Covey's highly, uh, yeah. seven habits of highly effective people. Mm -hmm. uh, I love a variety. I really do. You know, it's funny. I, I follow this, um, this LinkedIn, um, trainer, uh, who all he ever quotes is from, um, the Dale Carnegie, Dale Carnegie book, um, how to win friends and influence people, influence people. Yeah. It was written in like the 1930s, just like, Oh yeah. I do believe some of the older stuff is actually better. In this bookshelf and I'm going to yep. read it again because I'm all yep. about relationships and that's exactly yep. what he talks about. Um, so my last question I was going to ask you was your referral, your, um, results partner. So what does, um, what has been, say, um, um, in the form of, say, a testimonial, but uh -huh. what would you say has been a, um, a great um, satisfaction to you when you hear your clients say this to you after they become, Ooh. after they become your ref results partner? And you That's a great question. Um, the, the biggest thing that, that I love to hear is you make it so simple. Uh-huh. Okay. Because so many of my clients come to me when they're overwhelmed and they're frustrated and they're, um, a lot of them are darn near close to giving up mm. and that breaks my heart, of course. Mm -hmm. And so I really love it when they, when they believe that they, they have somebody who's in their corner, mm -hmm. who believes in them mm -hmm. and can help them break down the steps and help them know the right steps in the right order to build their ideal business, not somebody else's version of it, but their ideal business. And, um, and then I love their celebrations. Um, I start every call with my clients with the same question. And that is, what are you celebrating today? Oh. Because as entrepreneurs, we don't celebrate enough. Um, this is where your visionary comes in, that visionary part of an entrepreneur. We're, most of us as entrepreneurs, we're all about what's next, what's next, what's next. And so we climb the top of the hill of one hill, and then we're looking for the next mountain to climb. And we don't stop and recognize ourselves for what we've already accomplished. Mm -hmm. And when you just give yourself permission to spend, doesn't have to be days, but to you know, go out for dinner when you yeah. reach a certain milestone or right. get a pedicure or something that just allows you to celebrate in the little and the big ways, all of the things that you're doing to make this world a better place through your business. Yeah. I think a difference. That's wonderful. This has been delightful. Um, Sherry, where can um, my audience find you? I've got all the stuff here, but if you want to just quickly tell me, tell them, and I will put it in the show notes. And I think you have a free gift for them. I do. I, I wanted to make available one of my free gifts uh, called 17 Easy Ways to Fill Your Calendar with Potential Clients. Fantastic. And I, I chose that because now we've talked about a lot of things today, but one of the things that... Um, that I know is that most of my clients in service-based businesses are actually getting most of their clients from the one-on-one -on -one consult call. Mm -hmm. And the thing that they always say to me is like, okay, I know I'm passionate about what I can do, um, but how do I actually get people to the call? Mm -hmm. 
Mm. So I created um, the 17 easy ways to give you ideas that some take as few as 15 minutes Mm -hmm. to to put into place. Some take a lot longer than that. Um, Start with the small ones. Start with the easy ones, by the way. Mm-hmm. And really get um, get some things in place that start creating that consistency around your lead generation. So the link to that will be in the in the show notes. Okay. You also can reach me um, on my website, which is is resultspartner.com. Um, and you know what? I love meeting entrepreneurs. If you want to reach out to me, you can also just re- reach me at connectwithsherry.com. Okay. And I'm happy to um, to talk with you about where you are and celebrate where you are. And talk about what's next and how do you create that roadmap to get uh, to that place where you have that freedom and flexibility so that you can live your bucket list now and take your business with you. Fantastic. Thank you so much for being here today and for all of those gems that you shared with us. And you know what? It was important for me with you to go in those different places because you are the, the, uh, the, well, the queen of it all, really, because <laughs> I just feel like you're so organized and you're so you've got all these systems in place that it's really helpful. So uh, thank you. Well, that's what being in business for 23 years does for you. too. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. And thank you to my audience for being here. As usual, please subscribe and leave a review if you like what you heard and go and check out Sherry's free gift and her website. Thanks again. And remember to take to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share out this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.